0: This is Hallway Chats, where we meet people who use WordPress.
1: We ask questions and our guests share their stories, ideas and perspectives. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 70.
0: Welcome to Hallway Chats, I'm Tara Claes.
1: And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we are joined by Michelle Coe and Brett van Spruenberg. Brett and Michelle are informal partners in business, and in life. Brett is an engineer, Michelle is a designer. Daily, they balance living and working together 24-7 while building their respective businesses. Welcome Michelle and Brett.
0: Thanks for having us.
1: Thanks for having us.
0: We are so glad you're here. And we are here <coughs> live with you, which is a special treat. We are actually in a hallway at a WordCamp, <laughs> which uh, is a treat. So it's great to have you here in person. And um, can you tell us a little bit more about yourselves? And you can. Take turns as, you, uh, as you'd as you like
2: to. Yeah, we can work it out. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: So uh, I'm Michelle Coe. I own Blue Sky Phoenix. We do brand strategy and web design and development in Northern Virginia.
2: And I'm obviously also in Northern Virginia. And I work on, uh, I assist Michelle's work in WordPress when she has sort of engineering level kind of uh, changes and additions and functionality that needs to be added to a customer site, as well as I have my own consulting company, and I have a couple of business partners in um, Perigee Labs, and that's, that's my, my company, and we do uh, WordPress sites and custom PHP sites and, and mobile apps, so sort of a general covering of the stuff that we do there.
0: Cool. How did you guys find each other did you start out working together or what's your how did you Oh, Michelle,
2: Michelle blames me for getting into this okay <laughs> <laughs> no seriously no, talk about, you know you're a designer and stuff like that So.
3: Um, yeah I uh, started my business back in 2011 when I first moved to Northern Virginia and uh, it took about three weeks of doing a commute from Northern Virginia up to Silver Spring around DC to convince me that commute was not the way I wanted to go. And so I started my business. And at first, uh, my background being graphic design, I thought that that's what I was going to do was a lot of print work. And Brett convinced me that, no, website design is, you you need to get involved with website design. And so I said, okay, And so I I started learning WordPress and, and learning the ins and outs of web design. Okay, so that's how that started. So,
0: so Brett brought you into it, and Brett, how how did you get into development and
2: coding? Well, from to go backwards from where Michelle was, from a WordPress perspective, I was thinking along the lines of how, what would be a good way for someone who's design oriented to get into the space of uh, the, well, what I perceived as lots of customers could use someone with these talents in this space. So I suggested, hey, this. WordPress, and I didn't know enough about it or a lot about it at the time. I'm like, WordPress to me, this was years ago, 2011, sounds like it would be a great vehicle for you, Michelle, to deliver your designs to people in, in the web. So that's kind of how that happened. Now, before that, um, my background in like development work was from the corporate world, where I was at one time. Uh, I worked for Eastman Kodak Company, and I ran their professional photography online services area in e-commerce and content and pro -pro photographer connectivity and stuff like that. So I have this sort of uh, self-made background in all of that, as well as digital imaging and photography and, and things like that.
0: So, you have, do you have a design sensibility as well then with your photography?
2: Only when I look at it and go, yeah, that's great. Oh, okay. <laughs> or when I look at it and go, yeah, that's something's wrong with that. Maybe it's not the right color or something. No, but I can't. I'm, I'm like, I often say this and I'm like, my design is good, strong Soviet design, I swear. You know, it's like, oh, it's boxes, that's perfect. And then I look at the stuff that she does and I'm like, well, that's fantastic. You know, I can't do that. But I can look at it and go, yeah, that's awesome. So,
3: when we're well. when we're out in the world talking to people, a lot of times I'll say to people, you know, I'm the one who makes it pretty, and right. he's the one that makes it work. Right. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: That's, that's, kind of how that's a that
3: very good team. Really, well. that is a very good team. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And two different people. I think you know a lot of um, solo printers, which I know is something that you like to talk about, mm-hmm. um, like me, and a little bit like Liam too. You have you have someone who helps you with some of your development work, yes. but you know you try to bundle it into one person, and you can't do either one you know really well so it's nice right. that you have that that teamwork going on i'm going to give a shout out to michelle's art skills because i follow her on instagram and she does these art snacks and she's an amazingly talented designer so I'm going to give a shout out to, to follow her on instagram
1: excellent excellent yeah. excellent, excellent. Yeah. so i'm interested in the kind of the interplay of, of, of wordpress and your two respective businesses and you just said you were chatting about when you're talking to clients and the like that the both of you sometimes talk to it sounded like your clients Michelle Mm -hmm. and the like and I wonder how does that work how does that kind of come together for you in real life for you you know this is my colleague this is who I outsource this to this is how do do you how do you spin that in a way so that when they hire you in your business they know they're getting well they know what they're getting
3: (laughs) right Right. So um, most of my clients know from the start that when they're hiring me, they're getting more of a designer and a a brand strategist. And I really work with them on a lot of the strategy aspects of it. So I'm helping them figure out who their ideal client is. I'm working on their logo and their overall look and feel. And sometimes I'm even getting into some of the mission statement and content writing and voice and everything Mm -hmm. that that feeds into that brand and then we roll it into a website design now my favorite clients to work for are startups and small businesses and I really have a heart for the smaller entrepreneurs um, so a lot of times I luck out in that way because they don't really need really complex websites out sure. of the gate um, however whenever I'm out talking to a client I'm able to say to that client, oh, you have something more complex? Great. That's not a problem. I have a team here locally that I rely on to do all of my complex coding work. And let me bring in my lead engineer and we'll talk about this more complex issue. And that's when I'll bring Brett into the conversation.
2: The guy on the other side of the monitors, that's what I said <laughs> yeah. on the other side.
3: Oh, you do, you face each other in your
2: desk. Well, In yeah. the same room. Yeah.
3: Yeah, we right. actually, we, our office is in our home. Okay. And we have a double-sided desk, so I have my two monitors on my side of the desk, and he has his two monitors on the other side of the desk. and.
2: But there's a spot I can sort of lean over and sort of look past <laughs> and kind of like look over. Wow. So. Do you have yeah. the same
0: taste in music? Do you listen to music when yeah. you're working? Yeah.
2: Yeah, sometimes. yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we've, it's, sometimes it's a distraction, so yeah, there's been periods of time where we'll play a lot of music and then periods of time when it's like very quiet because yeah. phone calls and things are going on or, or like something that's being focused on or something like that. Yeah. I thought maybe you just told everybody that, oh, I know a guy. I thought that was it no <laughs> like oh yeah i gotta get, I get for that uh-huh. but but to back up what you're saying really is like a lot of the clients and i find this when i do work on a site too is they will have sort of typical needs up to a point and then there's like one area of like you can't get that functionality out of the box it's like this thing whatever it might be maybe it's a plugin maybe it's something based out of wordpress or whatever that's close um and a lot of times it's connected with a a role or a permission or some sort of type of file or they're uploading some kind of activity that needs to be looked in upon by interested parties and it needs to be protected or only shown to certain people or downloaded in a certain way and it's like everything else is fine except this one little bit.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, we
2: just need something built that handles our particular data. On our particular process. Right. So I tend to focus on those areas and build things out that are like, hey, I've I did, I did this WordPress site for this guy who does a, a golf, um, you know, a club thing, and he's they have a whole bunch of different golf courses that participate underneath his banner, and he's got this club card that goes between them all. Well, people as they play collect points on this card, so he needs a place to upload his points. He's got these CSV documents. He pulls out of this other backend database, uploads it to the WordPress site. And then people come in and log in using their card IDs and things like that, check on their free rounds and how they're going with their points. Not very WordPress-y, right, usually, right. but it really wasn't a big deal for me to kind of add that functionality. And WordPress was a great thing because this guy is not really technical, for instance, to handle this stuff. So it's really easy to point him at the back end of WordPress and say, click this, upload this, and it's yeah. cause it's all laid out. Right. So I tend to treat WordPress more as a convenient framework of things that are already built. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so it's put it that Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, let's spin it away from the technical and to the question that we ask everybody, which is about your definition of success. And um, you work together from home, mm-hmm. so I don't know if this is something that you talk about with each other or if this is something that you've thought about in preparation for this conversation with us, but we really love to hear how people think about success and how they um, work toward it. So I'll turn it over to that.
3: Mm-hmm. So um, we did talk about it actually on the drive up to 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 WordCamp this weekend, and I think in some ways our goals are very similar um, with a little different twist. Uh, I'm very focused on, so success for me professionally is all about creating value for my clients and uh, really helping my client get their work out into the world. Um, which is one of the reasons why I love working with startups because they've got like all this passion and they just can't wait and they've got some great big idea. And I get to get in right at the ground floor and help them to kind of get focused and then I get to kind of push them out of the nest and, <laughs> and they go make great things and, and then they become successful and, and I get a lot of reward seeing that come to pass. Um, I don't need to have my name on the, you know, on the front door necessarily, but just to know that I've created value for that customer is just hugely rewarding to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, that's how I measure success more than dollars. Mm -hmm. Um, And it, it also both professionally and personally, for me, my definition of success has a lot to do with freedom and being true to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, If I can't be creating my business in a way that makes sense for me or creating a life in a way that makes sense for me, then there's no sense in doing it. Um, I had a mentor a few years ago when I was really kind of at a struggling one of the many struggling points that you have in a business as your business is evolving, right? And so I sat down with this mentor and this gentleman's been in the business forever and ever and he's a management consultant and whatever and I'm sharing my woes and he says, well, if you're not in business to make money, then you shouldn't be in business. And I looked at him and I was like, are you for real right now? Because that just, I mean, if, if, this were a perfect universe, I would just meet with the client and do great things together with that client, and put great work out in the world, and they would just send me money, and I'd yeah. be just <laughs> totally good with that, right? And I, and I realize that that's not the way the world world works, and that's why I have invoicing software. But um, you know, that's not my driver. Yeah. So for me, you know, success is measured very differently.
0: I'm gonna ask you a, a follow up on your first definition when you talk about um, helping these new startups, helping companies get their their themselves, their presence defined and and out into the world. Mm-hmm. how so how is that measured, I guess, when you when you launch? Is it that feeling that you've succeeded because now they're alive, or is there is it each step along the way? how How do you assess that, I guess, or how would you say, a project was or wasn't successful then in that way, or your business was or wasn't successful.
3: Right. It's it's really for me. My biggest reward is to see the smile on the client's face, or to have them email me in all caps. Okay. I love this website, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> Which I just got three days ago. Yeah. I was like, yes. That is you a know. Great feeling. Um. To. To have somebody, especially somebody who's coming from a space where, like, either they've had a developer flake on them or they've been to three logo designers and not found what they wanted. Right. Um, you know, and then they come to me and I'm, I listen. And they're like, wow, you listen. Yeah, no kidding. That makes me a better designer for you. Right. So tell me more. And I spend a lot of time with them at the front end. And sometimes it backfires on me. But more often than not, it's really, it's really about them being delighted with what they end up with at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so that feedback. Yeah, that yeah. feedback is great. And then, you know, obviously that creates loyalty. And sure. so the next time they have a need, they come back to me and they go, So Michelle, now I need this thing. Can right. you do this thing? And either I say yes or I say, Well, no, but I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> That.
2: good, good,
3: saying.
0: good. good, yeah. good well, what a great
2: team you are yeah. well it's funny because mine is somewhat similar but she'll note the difference in thought process and uh, i'll explain when i talk with clients about things i like to talk to them about i sort of try and get to figure out where they're at regarding their process or their data or what it is that they're doing and then i just make suggestions say oh that's cool i like what you're doing there could be you know, golf or, or steel or some or some um, uh, nonprofit agency or whatever. I'm like, okay, this is what we can do with your data. Let's do this and let's do that. How to reach your people? Here's a cool technique we can do. And here's an, a new feature, and I like it when I can get sort of people kind of sucked in with the possibilities of doing these sorts of things. Because at the end, my professional feeling of success with something is along the lines of they got a lot out of it. They're actually using the, the things that I thought were special mm-hmm. about their the build out, and they're using those features. So I feel like I've done a good job, and I feel success when somebody uses this tool, this utility that i built for them to its fullest extent. Because I'm sort of a believer in... The most successful tools are those that are used by people in ways that its inventors never never thought think of. of. Yes, Exactly. So that's a successful tool. So I try and build successful tools. And to that end, I know that software is self-limiting because it either has that feature or it doesn't. So I try and build in those, those sort of things in the front end by talking about the possibilities with people to say, Hey, that's cool. Have you thought about this? Mm-hmm. How these two things might connect or these, this external system may be able to interact with that? Or something like that to try and give them and draw more ideas out of them. I suppose it also results in, well, hey, can we give you some more money for you to build that? I'm like, well, sure, sure yeah, that'd be fine. We can do that. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're a good problem solver. Yeah,
2: yeah. that's what I do. Yeah. I fix things. Yeah, or you know, fix it till it's broke, broke it, break it till it's fixed.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. So if we if we talk about success in kind of a business standpoint, and I know Michelle, you made it very clear that it's not about money some point it has to be, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not an end of it itself, but it you know, rent and or mortgages and or food don't just show up, right? So weird, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and you do have you the two of you have two separate businesses, and inevitably you're at some point in time gonna find you both have to launch that site on Friday or the deadlines for your respective bigger projects are coming and looming in the year. And how do you, as a couple, as, as individuals, who, you know, you can't just swear at each other and go home to your respective homes because yeah. you're already there. How, do, how does that work in real life? How does how do you maintain that kind of successful working relationship? That the 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 joy of being around each other when Brett's feeling the heat from his client, you're right. feeling the heat, Michelle, from your client, and there's only so much time. How does how does that work? It's like the anti-success answer. Yes. You know, what I, what I, it's because it comes back to how do you. Yeah. That's going to inevitably happen. So how do you keep does. staying successful with those kinds of practical challenges? It does. And, and actually, it's still a
2: challenge because I'll say that in, if you're asking, hey, what's the biggest challenge in your life? And that's what I mean by sort of anti-success sure. is finding time to not work sometimes mm-hmm. and and to manage your time successfully. And I still struggle with that. And I'm using different techniques and we're having... We have like stand-up meetings, or, or sometimes we sit for those. Sometimes <laughs> we go out on the deck and, and sit under the umbrella, back under sunshine. It's still a meeting, though. Trust me. Right. Just very serious. Um, or sometimes we just talk about, like, "Hey, how are things going today?" And that's sort of a like draw you back to your tasks to try and move things forward because. Personally, I find that I'm not very good about managing my own time properly, and I'll end up too focused on something and not able to switch to all these other things that need to be done. So those, they, that causes a problem. Um, and, and I don't sleep a lot in some cases where, hey, this has to happen on Friday. So does this. So does this. So I'm like, well, it's caffeine time at midnight. Okay, <laughs> yeah. here we go. And it, it, that's, that is the issue um, in that it collides. And you're absolutely right. You're... It collides with what real life is. Is so right now, it's um, pure uh, grunt getting over those things. So it's it's just pure energy, and it's a lot of uh, individual contributorship, you know, to get those things over the finish line. Um, but there's a limit. I don't know where that is yet. But it has to. I don't know how to solve that problem. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Do you
0: help each other in those situations? I know my husband. Yeah. I tell my husband all the time, just come in and tell me to stop. And he's like he afraid sometimes to do that yeah yeah because I'm not good at stopping myself so do you rely on
2: each other for that just to no actually we don't tell each other to stop or actually sometimes I do I say you know you should probably go to bed
3: (laughs)
0: yeah
2: yeah you know it's it's along the lines of the uh, I can just tell sometimes hey how do you do this well here's how you do it Well, that's just dumb
3: (laughs) (laughs) and then it's shortly after not right after that but shortly after that he'll go boom
0: yeah. Tomorrow'll be
2: good for this. Tomorrow
3: so you can finish.
0: And it then that tomorrow, to say, you say it just five know. minutes more and then twenty minutes later you're still there.
3: Uh, no, usually I take that you. Cue. Too. Okay. I mean it, early on it was we're we're working at it. You know, it's
2: just always
1: right. It's it is no, always it's, it's not
3: always it's and it it is a whole another component when yeah. you're living with that person too. It's it's like a whole nother aspect to it. But um we're getting better at it. We're we're working at um, communicating more, at telling each other when to stop, um, and at encouraging each other to do other things besides um, besides work.
2: Like I ask you, hey, so, you're going to yoga tonight, right? Yeah, just sort of. That. That's not me telling her to go to yoga. It's just reminding her to think about. Think we should go to yoga tonight because that's always very. That's a very uplifting, renewing experience for you. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this brings me to uh, one of the, the other questions that we ask, which is about advice. So it sounds like you kind of give each other some advice, but can you share with us some advice that you've received that has stuck with you and that you use in your life ongoing? <laughs> that's important to you. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. go, go ahead. No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so um, my advice that my best advice that I received was from my mom years ago and uh it was, it was probably about 10 years ago she gave me a bracelet and on it it said uh, to thine own self be true mm. and I was living an entirely different life at the time I was living in western New York and my life was very very different than it is now and most people who knew me back then would not even know me now I mean it's so night and day different um And I I moved to Virginia to completely reboot my life, and and I I decided that if I was going to reboot my life, I was going to do it on my terms, or no terms at all. So I was going to remain true to myself. And so far, that's been really my main guiding principle, and that has stuck with me, and that has served me really well. That's a really concrete example. Did it take
0: you a while to, when I mean, she gave you that bracelet and did you start thinking about that and it took you a long time to act on that and make this big move, just another change or or was it something that clicked for you?
3: I think that in the back of my mind I had been thinking about this major change for some time. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't like my mom specifically was giving me permission to get, make this big change because I don't need my mother's permission, right? Yeah. Um, although if you meet my mother, she's you. You, it would be good for her it's to get. permission.
2: To it it's not bad, bad to have it. Not required. Um, but it's not
1: required. It's not but,
3: required. Um, but just having that reminder
1: yeah.
3: was like, yeah, no, it, I do have permission. I can make this life what I want it to be, and I don't have to stay where I am. And I can create this life in a much better way Mm. and that was the catalyst that really generated this massive massive change in my life
2: and come to her talk tomorrow to hear the rest
1: of the story
3: yeah yeah that's true
1: true. can i can i ask about the bracelet the gift was that do you know if that was a deliberate gift from your mother or was it a bracelet and it was a style that you like and she just happened to give the gift and it was fortuitous that it had that, and you took it in the way.
3: Am crying too much? Yeah. Feel free to no, say no, so. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. I don't. I don't know as though my mom gave it hoping to precipitate the extreme action that was taken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> However, she knew that I was struggling, and she knew that. You know, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a yeah. different results. And she just wants, you know, like every good mom, right. wants their child to be happy. Sure. And she knew that if I stopped trying to make everyone else happy and started being true to what I needed in order to be happy, that everything would be okay. And so I think her gift was very deliberate in that sense. Mm. Does she know the impact that it had on you? Yeah, I have I have spoken to her about it. That's wonderful, yeah. thanks for sharing That's
2: that. Great. Sure. Thank you. Yeah. That's great, Sure, yeah. wonderful. Brett? Oh, mine's not so nearly heartfelt.
0: I was gonna say, <laughs> yeah, Michelle <laughs> just said a really
2: high bar. What do you <laughs> got? I know, not nearly so Brush heartfelt, but mine is... Mine is so much more. Um, you'll understand when I tell you what it is. It's uh, it's from a book, a series of books that I read a long, long time ago. So, given advice specifically to me, not necessarily. Was it general advice that I've incorporated sure. in my life? Sure. And this series of books and this philosophy has permeated pretty much everything that I do. And the the advice was this from Douglas Adams, and it was simply, "Don't panic." Mm. And and the the uh, the thinking, the thought process, and his uh, laughable look on life, and his critical way of examining stupidity or people who think that they're smart, and what it is that they, what it is that they uh, are going through, and just analyzing the craziness and the why do you even do that? It's the questioning of automatic actions and actually examining processes or thought processes or things that people do or institutions to the point of absurdity which is I've really internalized throughout my life. So don't panic is that's that would mind. I love it. That's
3: good advice. You guys are
0: See, not
2: that's
3: not the way to be mindful. Yes. Yeah. 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 And honestly, you were asking about you know how do we when we've got these deadlines moving sure. and stuff like that. He's really my counterpoint. Like I'm flipping out and, <laughs> and
2: okay. like whoa, yeah. and he
3: just the the more you turn up the heat, the more calm he gets, and mm. that is why.
2: Because yeah. he's like, "Don't panic."
3: Mm. When he does start to panic, that's when I, I know it, we're in yeah. <laughs>
2: Actually, oh, you're upset? Oh no! Okay. Oh, ah, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, well, that's great. Both of those are great pieces of advice, and they go well together. I think. Too. So, thank, thank you, you for sharing that. Yeah. We are coming up on the end of our time together. I know we've got to get back to the WordCamp too. Yes. So, we really are so grateful that you took the time out from WordCamp sure. to find a quiet little spot and tell your story and, and share your ideas.
2: Well, thanks with for us. asking. So yeah, thanks thank so much.
0: You. Where can people find you online?
3: Um, most of my uh, social media, you can find me at blueskyphoenix.com or my social media for. Instagram and Facebook is at Blue Sky Phoenix. If you're looking for me on Twitter, you have to look at me look for me at BSP underscore design because some guy in Manila has <laughs> my Twitter handle, which I'm still trying to get back.
2: <laughs> uh, you can just come to perigeelabbs.com for
3: perigee
2: Perigee labs. labs like the moon like Apogee perigee perigee when it's close.
1: Thank you both for joining us today. It's been a real pleasure getting to know you. Appreciate it. so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did.
0: If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com.
1: Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.